Everything that goes in my mouth. Can so I need to do it. like I need to do like testing it, like look at it and read it and research it and go through it. So welcome everybody, it's Kev Hempel with the Digital Legacy Podcast, and I'm here with Roxanne. Hello everybody. And Justin. Hola. And uh, for those of you that are just meeting uh, Roxanne and I for the first time, you can go on uh, Facebook Digital Legacy Podcast. We're we're there. You can also find us all over the um, all the major podcasting locations and we have a camera set up over there too so today we're actually filming uh, with some audio and then for those of you that don't know Justin he was actually on the podcast like two or three or four or something when we started back in October mm-hmm. or November and he said he really liked it said he wanted to actually be on the podcast again and so we finally got all our schedules jiving after the holiday season and and have him here so Today we're just gonna kind of chill. We're in a new location at Giraffe Space. Um, last time, third what, location. yeah, third location <laughs> in Giraffe Space. So the first couple times in the podcast, we were actually in a room, um, and it just felt a little enclosed. So we then we moved it over to the the couches in the main area. And when people are in the studio there, we had some background noise. So today I said, let's go over here and yeah, let them do what they need to do, and it's nice and quiet, and we can push our beautiful energy into this room as well. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. So how are you guys doing? Good. Well. Yeah. Today. 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 Rock, uh, remember Rebecca when her yeah. father had passed away? She said he, Rebecca was somebody who was on the podcast in the beginning uh-huh. um, who um, likes deep sea diving, literally. And she was telling us that her, her dad had passed away. And something he always said when he was alive was... Uh, He'd ask people like, "How are you doing today?" Mm-hmm. Because they were good yesterday, and they were, might be good tomorrow. But what mattered to him was today. Yeah. So I've taken that on. Mm-hmm. I've started to say that all the time. Yeah. How are you doing today? That's you know that's <clears throat> all my my big. That's people's typical response. They want to present themselves that they're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, typically you run into somebody. And yeah. A lot of times at church and even at the at the gym, you know. I'm like, how you doing? I'm, like, I'm good. I'm like, and my my follow up question to that is, are you really good? Is that, or is that just your, is that just your Sunday answer? Yeah. <laughs> is that your Sunday yeah. answer? And is that before the before like the praying and all the other stuff, or is it like afterwards? That's in the morning. You know what I mean? Or, or even, I do that even in social settings, or like I said, at the gym, and it's interesting to me. When you ask that second question, how often that initial response will change? They'll be like, well, actually, uh, actually do you really want to know? Like, <laughs> like, Class is about like, can we talk after? <laughs> <laughs> or forget about it yeah. after, like not yeah. really talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting. People genuinely, I think, want to feel that somebody cares enough to hear them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Most do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, on the way over here, a friend had posted something about depression, and she had said, "I'm not, um, I'm not depressed right now, but I've had depressive moments." Mm-hmm. And 
and she had posted an article about it and how depression actually looks. And so, um, like, depression can look just like this, right? It can look like somebody at work. It could look somebody that's like somebody that's smiling. And so on the drive over, I started thinking to myself, like, that may be the single reason why the talk of depression and sadness and, and like, what we're talking about is so, so difficult to understand and, like, really get to the bottom of it because it's got so many faces. So and sadness, layers. yeah. Emotions have mm-hmm. so many layers, mm-hmm. and it's really tough because you have that. We could ask a question. I could say, "How are you today, Justin?" You're like, "I'm doing great. Everything's fine." Or, you know, and then I ask, "Are you really doing great? Is you really fine?" Yeah, yeah, everything's good. But maybe you're having difficulty communicating, or you don't have enough time, or you just don't want to open up at that time. Yeah, and it's difficult for somebody like me that's asking because I'm like, hmm. Are they really? And you almost have to feel it intuitively or whatever to to then try to take it to the next step. But you're 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 absolutely right, and and that's and that's the thing. And I think people that, and even myself, I've never really struggled with depression per se, but maybe depressive moments, I I guess. But you know, when you're going through a, a, a tough season, whether that be clinical depression or just a depressed season, literally that day you could be doing okay. And literally that day, you if you had asked me that yesterday, I would have dove into what it is that's bothering me. But today, I'm in a good spot. So today I don't want to really unpack all that stuff. Yeah. Right, Which right. the interesting part is like, you know, a day is, I mean, how long are we awake during the day? I mean, you literally could have something happen 30 minutes after that question was asked that would totally tailspin your day into, okay, now I'm ready to talk about it. Now I gotta go back, find, or, you know what I mean? To, to, that, mm-hmm. to that place of vulnerability. But, you know, I think humanistically too, that people's emotions can fluctuate so rapidly. You know what I mean? And on so many different levels, depending on, you know, me, I'm kind of an, not an emotional guy, but I can go from being amazing to being ticked off really quick, <laughs> really quick. Okay. And that being, and being in that season of being upset or ticked off or out of control or whatever that is, in my past, before I had any semblance of recovery or relationship with the Lord, that would tailspin me. That would literally put me into a place that I would not recover from that day. I mean, I would go to sleep and then the new day would come and I'd be okay, but the moment something out of my realm of control happened or that I didn't feel was in alignment with the way I think things should go, it would really put me into a place that I just really had a hard time recovering from because I just didn't have the tools to do it. You know what I mean? And whether that be the relationship with my wife, that was the big, a big thing is that almost cost me my marriage, you know, because I would get so, I can't believe it. And I'd get so bent out of shape about something so insignificant mm-hmm. or a worry or a, well, what if this would have happened? And I would get so caught up in the, what if this would have happened isms, Yeah. Yeah. but it didn't happen. Whoa. Whoa, lights. Interesting. Is there a thing on here? Uh, listeners, the lights just went down. <laughs> yeah. They didn't turn off. They, oh, there we go. Just got to move. Um, and so how do you, how did, how do you do deal now? Well, now, that? I mean, now, I mean, I've just, I mean. Are I just, the what ifs still in your head? Like. No, 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 no. I, I will. 
I'll be completely transparent in the fact that I used to be consumed by the what ifs. What if this happens? Mm -hmm. Or what if that? Or what if this were went this way? Or what if it went that way? But How did you stop that? Or change that mindset? Um, getting sober was one of them. Mm -hmm. The tools I learned in sobriety and then my relationship with the Lord and learning biblical principles really is the answer to that question. Like I, I put my faith in something so much higher now that I didn't have anywhere to put that faith in before really, or right, I didn't know right. what it was. So I would get, and, and the crazy part is my, my consumption of the what ifs were legitimate. Like, well, what if this would have happened and I wouldn't have been able to do this and I wouldn't have been able to be there for you and this and that and the other. And like, it was a legitimate logical thought, but I would get so caught in that you know what I mean? I was just, but then, I, matter of fact, I think I was hiking one time. Hmm. And this dawned on me. What if the what ifs never happened? <laughs> I'm like, hmm. And a lot of the times the stuff that we worry about relentlessly don't end up happening. And so yeah. you've wasted all this mental capacity, all this Energy. time, all this emotion, especially if you inflict it on somebody that you love or whatever. And then it doesn't happen. It was just a big waste of flipping time. Yeah. And energy. Time, energy. Do you think having your faith in something else or having a faith is the same process as rewiring your brain? And the, another question, do you think we could actually rewire Scientifically, it's been proven after a major like trauma or, or head injury and stuff through neuroplasticity. I mean, I would say yes. And, and I say that because I was labeled as having PTSD. Mm -hmm. And some of the, which I never even, the crazy part is, I, I didn't find this out till much, much later in life. And this was due to early childhood trauma. And I never, ever, ever would have self-diagnosed myself as that or even ever came to the realization that I even had it. Just because you didn't think of it or it's uh -uh. just not something you would do? Okay. It just, it, it's just not something that I even correlated with this, with this trauma that it would have given me something like post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. Um, but once I was presented with the idea that this is something that I, was, I probably did have, and I currently struggle with, I was able to identify what that was. The situations that used to trigger that feeling and the feeling, I, the only thing I can describe it as is like uh, like shaking in my bones. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like uh -huh. things would rattle me to the core. And it usually was conflict, physical conflict. Mm. And not that I'm out involved in physical conflicts, yeah. but, but when after I was I started to identify what that was and I could put something to it. Mm -hmm. I was able to manage and understand things on a different level to where those types of things didn't really hit me the same way. Right. Um, and the same thing with, you know, I was an angry young man, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I struggled with control and my dad was angry and controlling. And you know, when I, started to get into recovery and started to learn some some things and you know I think maybe I talked about this a little bit before but um, you know too many times we can get caught into this is just the way I am right this right. is just the mm -hmm. way that I am mm -hmm. yeah 
We've heard that so many times in the past couple months. Well, there's like, no reflection when yeah. you decide you yeah. are who you are and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're always going to be that way. No. Right. And, and so, you know, I, I am of the firm believer that, yes, your mind can be rewired. Mm-hmm. You do have the propensity to change. However, there's certain individuals that we all know in our lives and that we all will meet that seem like they don't have the propensity to change. Right. That, that whole thing interests me to, Those I don't are know. case studies. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> I, I wonder what, what, what constitutes somebody's ability or propensity to change versus somebody that just seemingly does not have it. Like why do some people have it and some people do, don't? Do they just not want it? Or if we go back to the reflective part, maybe they don't see it as they need to or... I think that's a difference between uh, some people take the process of fake it till you make it mm. and those that are paying attention can really feel that they're faking it and there are certain people that were are similar in personality type or emotion or just just who they are right mm-hmm. but they're not really faking it they're actually like making the steps and taking the steps forward to right, change, to change. Yeah. and I'm not there saying that like faking it till you make it is wrong because a lot of people do that. Something I heard recently from somebody was that they said make it till you make it, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'd never heard that before. Oh yeah, that's a good but one. But in the in the in the in the secondary breath of like if somebody is faking it till they make it, more power to them because there's a lot of stuff that needs to change to actually make it change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just I can start waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning. And it's not, I can start eating better or I can start going to the gym. Like, this is dramatic change that has to happen so that people can change the I am this to I was that and here's who I am today. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I, I agree 100% that, you know, I think, you know, we're, human beings are such an instant gratification entity, right? We right. want... We want to change, I want to change it now, and I want to see it tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not fake it till I make it and have that take 10 years. Mm. But the reality of it is yeah. sometimes it's little building, 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 Taking building. Taking the steps yeah. forward. Yes. And then, I mean, even with failures. I mean, you, you know, you, you mount up all these failures, and all these failures end up equaling this huge success. Yeah. And at the time of the failure, you don't seem like there's growth or that's building into anything outside of taking a shot on your pride or your ego or wherever that takes you in, in the wake of a failure. But, uh, you know, and, and fake it till you make it's a big slogan in AA. That is a big, big slogan. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, it's not, I don't, I don't actually say it. I don't think I've been in meetings where companies have said it, you know, and, and I've said it before in the past. But I no longer think that it should be said, fake it till you, you know, make it. I think I really like that, you know, make it till you make it. Um, because it's true it's like as a creative I'm constantly making something constantly putting things out there and knowing that one day one of them's gonna make sense and one of them will resonate with somebody else and yeah. and literally that's what we're doing is making stuff every yeah. day and even if you don't consider yourself a creative or an artist like everybody is well one thing you've created has um, gone a little bit crazy Which on one? social media your plank challenge. Oh, that's pretty fine. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh-huh. I'm like seeing it all over the place. Didn't expect it. Just put it it's out happening. there. Just read an article and went, ah, 
just put it out there. And I actually did it to invite my wife. That was it. That light thing's funny. Um, that was it, and now we've got like, what, 40, 45? Yeah. It's, it's pretty fun, though. That's I'm wondering how much of that has to do with the timing of the revolutionaries. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, we got the revolution coming. Well, well you know, so you, I mean, I know it's yeah. January 1st, but like immediately after the holidays, like walking into TJ Maxx, instead of it being Christmas stuff, it was all exercise, any kind oh, of supplement. Oh, interesting. Any, and same thing with um, right in the front. Target uh, yeah. had workout outfits. Yeah. And, it's funny because I didn't even plan that around that. Yeah. Like, I literally did not plan that. I planned the revolution, the REV illusion, yeah. which we'll find out about on Friday the 11th, but I did not plan that for the planking thing. Yeah. But I think having you be a part of that as well, and then having an opportunity for others that follow from Omni and like having those yeah. types of opportunities are always are always cool. Yeah. You know, it's cross, cross collaborating. Well, you, you know, it's interesting. I even had people at church bring it up to me. Today. People that has not liked a photo, and, you know what I mean, not, that are just watching. And Kevin talks about that a lot, is people are watching, so they're yeah. not pressing like or showing an emotion on the whatever, and so people are watching yeah. without you even knowing. It's kind of creepy. Not creepy. It's fascinating. Well, it, it's fa it is fascinating, especially that they would, like, and I've had this happen multiple times, where people that I'll run into that I am friends with on Facebook that are not even active on social media. Like they don't ever even, I don't see a post from them, I don't see anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they're on there watch, watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they will comment about something that happened recently in my life mm -hmm. that they saw on social, on social media. You know? yeah. So I've had that happen for years and, and what I always tell people when they start to recognize that is that that's a sign. Like before we got on recording, we were talking about where you're at and how you're feeling today and all that good stuff. And I tend to think that, especially those that have such faith in God and everything else like you do, most signs that he leaves are out in the open mm -hmm. and we just have to be acceptant to see them. Yeah. And that may be something that says, huh, with the fitness ministry and the stuff that's there for you and people are watching and talking and, you know, that might be an avenue that you don't want to not step into. Like, right? You might want to just go that route and see what happens. And, well, that's, inter know. that's interesting that you say that because even in this whole, you know, peeling back these layers of who Justin is, where does God want Justin, what is Justin supposed to be doing for a career path and all this stuff. And, um, like I'm starting to look at what really drives me, social media being one of them, mm -hmm. helping people being one of them, mm -hmm. and then putting all this stuff kind of in this like little pot and seeing, you know, what can we make of this, this little pile of clay of different yeah. colors and mold it into something um, very tangible. And I really, you know, and that's, and that's the thing, I think a stage is being set yeah. right now. Uh, in, in, not just for myself, but now, I, in the wake of me being laid off, I just talked to a guy today that is, which I never even knew that he was not working, but he is in the same season that I'm in right yeah. now. Wow. And then even talking to other people that are, are employed, but they're not happy. And mm -hmm. all of them are in this kind of season of, there's something more. Mm 
Mm -hmm. I want to do something meaningful. I want to do something with a purpose. I want to do something that is impactful. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just go spend nine hours at a place yeah. and just punch my card and punch right. out. And that's for me, I d I've done that my entire life and I, I can most certainly go get on the internet and go get a job tomorrow. I mean, that's right. not, that wouldn't be an issue, but I've, that's just what I've done my whole life. So now, instead of doing that, we're gonna bring it down, we're gonna rest and just say, okay, God, what is it? Reveal to me. Mm -hmm. With intention and movement, too, at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm just like, okay, God. And it, which, it's because we are human, there's that part of it, then I will have another day where I'm like, taking it on the chin <laughs> from the devil, like, <laughs> you are not worthy of. Yeah. And I'm like, but you know what? I look at what you've done to my daughter. Okay, what was that about? I don't She's know. running after him. So, oh oh, so, so, okay. so okay, I'm gonna let him, Yeah, I need the story. Yeah, I'm gonna let him. Yeah, I'll let him lay the, the story post. out. But yeah. it, it has to do with the plank, the the plank work challenge in 2019. And I went away last week. And when I came back, the first thing that I got was a video in my face or something in my face. And I was like, oh no, like here we go. And then. Yeah, so your daughter's you, on fire right now. Yeah, and so you can you can you the, the butter of Mizo, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're the so one that butter the mice. Which I was just okay. at the, the the funny part is I was just messing with her at the beginning. Yeah. Not really but then seeing I'm like, oh this girl is competitive. You uh -huh. do know that this is Kevin's daughter. Well <laughs> I'm competitive. Oh yes. Yeah. And to see it wasn't even a, okay, so what the only thing I said like Lane, I'm winning. And she got this look like Oh yeah, mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Wait, we gotta, we gotta um, let people know. Um, Lainey is Kevin's daughter. Yes. And she goes to the same gym that well we all go to, and so I just want to put that out there. Yeah, so and she like, used you know to. A little bit of backstory about her. She's been in. She was in gymnastics from age three until ten. Um, she won national championships, state championships, regionals. Never really, never been off the podium. Always been like first, second, third mostly first and second. And then at the top this year for her group, we decided to pull her and she decided on her own as well. And so for the past almost year now, she's been searching for something to put her energy and competitive style into. Mm -hmm. And she started running this past year and that was pretty good. She did some swimming, but then we signed her up for Omni and now all of a sudden there's this MEPS challenge and now her and Justin are like Well, okay, so yeah. you told her that she was behind, is that what it was? Because mm -hmm. you know No, her... he didn't say that. He said I'm winning. I'm winning. Oh, I I'm winning, sorry. I'm winning. Well, it's funny because I always tell the runners when we go out for the runs, she's trying to beat the boys at running. So mm -hmm. now she's trained to be a man. Yeah. At the gym. <laughs> so, yeah. so, the, so I, I make this comment to her. And just because she got a MyZone, and for people who are listening that do, that do not know what a MyZone is, a MyZone is a heart rate monitor. So now we can all see what each other's doing as far as activity level is yep, during the day. And you get these things called MEPs or max effort points. And so that's a way to, to tally up points, right? And so when I, made this, when I made this comment to her, the way she looked at me, I'm like, ooh. So then I wake up one morning. And I have a video from Kevin's beautiful daughter, well, his wife, saying, oh, look, here's my mom. And where's Justin? Oh, he's way down here. <laughs> She's scanning him. She's scanning him. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this little turn. <laughs> little did she know I hadn't worked out that day yet. But uh, now she, I just saw <laughs> today, she has made 
It omni-jammed at her house. <laughs> she made it omni-jam at the house while I was cooking. She like, she's like, look, I'm in the red. And I, she's jumping over pillows in the house. And she's running up and down the stairs. She's jumping on the treadmill. She's keeping the treadmill running when she jumps off. And she's like got her own little circuit now. And now she has the shoes. Yeah, and, and what did she make? She made a, uh, uh, Nick coined it, the, the, the um, uh, um, what is your, like, six-pack, six-pack corner or something like that? he calls it I don't know yeah and it's 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 insane it is that's that's pretty crazy. that's Lainey though yeah and she's gonna gun for you like you realize she's oh I know yeah she put up 197 <laughs> at home yeah at home 197 at home and that was after is that hers yeah yeah 197 yeah Oh my gosh. Homework out! Exclamation point. Yeah, and she's probably like doing her homework or doing something, and tonight she's gonna probably go again. No, so you know what she's doing? Maybe I shouldn't. Because she still has she still has five miles to run today too. Well, and she has. She's like, I don't know how I'm gonna fit all this in. So we were running (laughs) with a group, but she has a plan. She has a plan. We're we're running, and Kev is doing a Facebook live, and we're talking, and I was like. Well, why don't you get the book on audio? So oh, because she can... has a she has a um a book report to do, and so she wants to find the book report on audio so that she can listen to the book report while, while she's, she's working running. out, <laughs> so that then when she's done working out, she can then go do her book report for school. This is the mind that she thinks in. She's like, multitasking. The other That's day, she did I'm, I'm gonna eat my dinner on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she will do that. The other day, we went into a, we were running with Renee. She asked us to go for a run. So the night before, she was working out at home, and she got upset because she had ran for 60 minutes, but then her my zone started over. And she's like, "Why did it start over?" And I was like, "I don't know." And so she kept running, went to sleep. That next morning, we're in the Uber driving down to Livermore, and as soon as we get to Uber or Livermore, she looks at me and goes. Oh, it's because classes are for 60 minutes. And I'm all, what? This was like 10 hours later. And I go, what? And she goes, remember how last night the my zone turned off? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, it restarts at the 60 minute class. It does it really? No. No. Hers did at 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. It It keeps going. Yeah. Maybe it does it for the workout or something, but literally like. The my zone will track 14 hours of activity. Hmm. So maybe it just The reason why I know this is because I did the Endeavor Team Challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was a big concern of mine. Wait a minute, only 14 hours? Yeah. Huh. But we had a plan. So now it's we're going to tell her there's, there's something else then. There's yeah, something, something else. But the my, it depends sometimes on connectivity because I know when I wear it surfing. Yeah. Because I'm on my chest and it's in the wetsuit, I don't know if water gets in between it or what happens, but sometimes it'll pull off my chest and my, so my it'll end up... Um, doing two different graphs like it almost yeah. looks like it got turned off yeah. and then turned back on yeah and honestly one of the guys from the gym Kenny Messina big up Kenny mm-hmm. was giving me the business because it looked like I was I worked out for 12 minutes in yeah. my zone and I'm like dude I don't do that yeah. I was in the water for an hour and a half it just only tracked 12 minutes you know time. what the best feeling is of with the my zone is having to tighten the the ribbon like the thing oh, like I've had yeah. to tighten it a couple times and it's like every time I do it I'm like oh yeah it's, it's so working. Cool. Yeah, it's like so cool. Because when I first had it, it was maxed out pretty much. It's amazing when somebody doesn't have their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's like something like a running water bottle or like yeah. whatever it is, but my zones mainly. Yeah. But for people who don't have a my zone, I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> picture that. Um, Renee was like, 
I don't have my my zone. It's such a fail. And I was like, well, you're here. It's okay. <laughs> she goes, oh. I can't <laughs> track really it. Funny. I can't track it. But that's it, like lots of things, right? It's yeah. like you feel lost without that thing. Yeah. Right? It gets to how competitive we are. Well, and that's yeah. that's the thing. Like I never. I mean, I, I would I would have labeled myself a closet competitor before Omni, but the, wow. the my zone, you know, I just, when you can see, it, if you have it all competitive nature, when you're, for me at Omni, and I can see that I'm behind somebody, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming. Oh. <laughs> and I, but, I, but I, you know, I don't always catch them, but it, it gives me a focal point to push myself. Yeah. Right. To, <clears throat> to try to catch. Totally. So a little story about Lainey. Um, when she was younger, her coach had actually recognized that when she was in a group or a class with athletes that were older than her and like way more skilled, she excelled. When she was the top in her class, nothing. She just kind of, she just kind of died out. So it's always been in efforts for us to always put her in classes or situations where she is not the best. Yeah. Because she tracks it, like, analytically. She watches what's going on, and then she goes, okay, here's what I need to do. Yeah. And so she learns from everybody. Yeah, that's awesome. And people are now asking on, on social, like, hey, she's, you know, doing really good in the gym and stuff. And I always say, like, work out with her one day. Because literally when I work out with her, I'm trying to push her off on somebody else. Because she, like, puts me in the red every single time. Because she's <laughs> so fast, and she's not even sweating. Yeah. yeah. And it's not cool. Well, you know the cool thing about it, too, is she is ripped. Yeah. Like, when you see her do a push-up, I'm like... Yeah, muscles. Yeah. It's not like it's just a little kid doing a push-up. No, this you know kid's I mean? a machine. Yeah, yeah. She's. She, I love. <laughs> I love the competition with her. Like she, she blesses me more than she knows, and to see her want to push herself. I mean, as adults, we can learn something from that on a, such mm -hmm. a innate level, man. Where she and it's and it's fun. You know, I'm just having fun with her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I could really at the end of the day. Uh, she's emotionally built though to where you could really mess with her. Yeah. And she's not like she's not a kid she's not a child or athlete that you can press with her and then she gets emotionally upset about it. Yeah, yeah. No. Like if I if if Dennis poked at her or if anybody else poked at her, she's gonna take it and be like, mm, I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. Be prepared because I'm gonna come when you're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how she is. Yeah. You know, like Yeah. And and we we are open to it. We say do it because guess what? We're not always going to be here. Yeah. And life is going to push her in that way. And we want her to have the ability that when it does push her, she's going to look at everything and go, all right. Yeah. All right. I got this. I got this figured out. That's important. But that's the thing. Like, I wish my son had a fraction of that. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's one thing in this season with him that we're trying to, it's, I'm trying to instill. We both are. Me and my wife. Thank is you. Is that yep. my, my son is so, um, we're like just out of the shot of that light, huh? Natu naturally gifted athletically, but he's being passed up by kids mm. that put in the work. Mm. And and that's what I was telling him. Like he was, you know, went from AAA to majors this year, and he was like, Daddy, I'm not ready to go to majors. And I agree. I agree. I emailed the league. I said, I don't think he's ready, da, da, da. But due to his age, he has to go up. And like the only way he would stay down is if it was a safety issue and he was his first year or you know, you can lobby for some exception. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna, you know, be one of those parents that just pesters until you get what you want. Right. If yeah. it, you know, he his he's age ready for it. You know, but I told him I said, but I said, you know, we went through this last year, and honestly, it was 
one of those times in me and my son's life where um, you, you're ruining baseball for me because I was his coach, yeah. I mean, one of his coaches. And when I see him not playing to his ability and being lazy and having that lackadaisical attitude and missing simple plays, I'm like, bro, that's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. yeah. I said, I don't care. Look, if you come out and you give 100%, you miss a, miss a whatever, you strike out, I don't care about that. But when I see that you're being lazy, I said, it's not gonna cut it. These kids are hyperly competitive and you and he's competitive. He's yeah. competitive. He doesn't yeah. like to lose to me at Madden, which I can't beat him anymore. But <laughs> uh, you know th those types of things. But you know, I told him. I said the only reason why you're feeling like this, buddy, because you know you're not putting in the work. Yeah. And if you do, with your natural gifted ability and a little bit of work, you are going to be amazing. But you got to want it. I can't. I cannot instill that competitive drive in you. So what's happening now? So he's moving forward? Oh yeah, he's, go he's going into majors and we're extremely, I'm super stoked on the team that he got put on. It was a coach that I coached underneath that we went undefeated one season and the coach that he had last year is the, the head coach. Both great, great guys, both great with the kids and I think it'll be great for my son. But I told him, I said, buddy, we're gonna have to, and, and, and Ami, and that's go back, going back to Ami, mm -hmm. like I never thought that my kid, <laughs> My kids would love Omni as yeah. much as they have. Oh, but they you know, go? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They're doing, the, they did the $35 stocking stuffer thing, oh, which cool. I think we're, we're talking now about um, extending them at least till baseball season starts. I do have to get them, you know, out on the field practicing a little bit more, but. Your daughter's the same age as my daughter, my younger daughter. Nine. They they worked out together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's right in the middle of both girls. Yeah, well, that's that thing. I never thought my daughter would like it. Mm -hmm. So you probably saw me post on it. I didn't know that what we would sweat. <laughs> you know, there's something about the gym, whether it be the energy that's in the walls from all the people that are there, or just all the sweat. Yeah, there. or just the workout. <laughs> the workout Do they scrub the floors? Do they there's smell just, and look clean? There's just something about it, man. There's something about it that that you know, Omni targets every business, but Omni targets a demographic, right, of people, and it's usually family members and people with kids and all that that fun stuff and. I, when we started immediately, Jenny and I both noticed like, hmm, this is a place that the kids are really gonna like. And, and within the staff and within the people that actually go, mm -hmm. the clientele, like there's a lot of leaders there that mm -hmm. really like care. They're either business owners or they're leaders of, of people that wanna like do things, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and you don't find that at, at a lot of other gyms. And I think that, that plays a part for our kids at least. I'm really liking it. Plus, the coaches are, are pretty cool. They make they make working out fun. Yeah, like it's yeah. fun. Well, and I think too. I you know, it's one thing to be grudgingly going to the gym because you feel like you have to. Yeah. Like and that was me for years before I started at Omni. Not years, mm -hmm. but you know, I was like, oh, I really want to go to the gym, and I would go, and I'm you know, and your kids pick up on that energy. Like they're seeing that you're just making yourself yeah. go. It's like mm -hmm. why go if you look this miserable? Yeah. Versus now a place like Omni that is so much more than just a gym, mm -hmm. right? And the community and the, the you know, uh, seeing us as parents being passionate about our physical health, mm -hmm. wanting to go there, creating friendships, mm -hmm. doing life with people now, and everything that, that Omni has offered us, you know, and our kids see that, they're like, oh, wait, that looks fun. Yeah. That's, it's a safe place. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a place that people want to be at, mm -hmm. not that people have to be at. Right. People actually right. want to be here.
Gosh, can you think of the businesses and the different personalities and different people that we're creating just by being there and going? And like, can you imagine when our kids get older and they see what we're doing? Yeah. Like we're changing generational processes. Yes. And really like stopping the line. And it's not just because of the gym, but just by the people that were around and the things that we're doing and all the stuff our kids are learning from us. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, it, you know, not sure how you guys grew up, but this is way different, dude. Oh yeah, than oh, what yeah. I experienced. I was telling my, telling my wife this morning. So we went um, grocery shopping after the gym. I had to go get some bananas, so we went over to Trader Joe's, bought a bunch of groceries, and she goes, "Can we go to Grocery Outlet?" And I was like, "Sure." So we go to Grocery Outlet. She's like, "I don't know. You, I, I know you really don't like this place." And I was like, "It's not that I don't like it. I, I like it. It's it's fun." I said, "But I like places because my I feel like my time is really important." So I like places where I could go in and like go to the exact spot and they're going to have that product. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah, you can't do that at this store. And I'm like, no, you cannot go to the grocery aisle and always have the same product. And that's yeah. a difficulty for me or a challenge. But when we went in, we looked around and, and I was like, holy smokes, there's like a ton of great food here and it's not bad at all. And it's super cheap. Right. So then we get it home. The kids start eating it. And Jenny looks at me and goes, she's like, yeah, she goes, lots of people don't like to go to a grocery outlet because they think that it's like a just a different store that might have like lower income food or something like that and i was like you've had conversations like that she says yeah and i go you know what like i didn't grow up like this i i grew up with like a paper bag in the back of a church with my mom myself and my little brother walking in and picking up like the state-funded food with white white covers of yeah. peanut butter yeah. uh -huh. and i said in like the the old bread that was ready to go like i was picking up food that was being given to us and provided yeah. for us yeah. and she kind of just looked at me and I was like it, that doesn't matter to me like mm -hmm. going to that store doesn't matter the only thing that matters is my time yeah. <laughs> and if I go <laughs> there and I'm like I'm going to get creamy peanut butter and I show yeah. up and there's like crunchy peanut butter yeah. like darn it you know it, but the peanut butter makes a difference yeah well, that's, that's crazy. crazy the time though yeah the time that, that's fine that was the my exact it, it, and being honest I, you know especially back when grocery outlet had their own bags so that when you had the yellow bag yeah, yeah you yeah. knew that you went to the grocery outlet. yeah and so literally before before I had a you know different way of, of thinking yeah I did not like going there like yeah we're too good for this right what because my wife would, would go and I'm like ah, we shouldn't be shy. you know <laughs> then I went then I went. Yeah, and you're like, I yes. am an advocate. I love the <laughs> advocate. I will bag, I will bag my own groceries. Yeah. No, seriously, when you go there and you can get two carts full of groceries yeah. for like $115, yeah. and it's all good food versus going to Safeway, getting nine items for $100, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, we should I mean, have the owners of the grocery outlet on. We yeah. should. The one here in Limerick. Like, they, they're super, super nice people. But like, I think I went to school with their son. The reason why they're doing it, and like the process, it's just, it's beautiful. And when you go in there, it's like, yeah, it's good food. It's just overstocked food from the, yeah. the stores yeah. that everybody else Isn't shops that at. <laughs> well, so and there's, there's certain items that you will always be there, but there, yeah. you're right. There is certain times that you want creamy peanut butter and yeah, yeah. crunchy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like but crunchy then there's other times butter. that you'll get two big things, which I just got, two yeah. big things of natural peanut butter for like six bucks, two yeah. big things that were- You don't like creamy yeah. peanut butter? No, I do. My kids I like do. I like, I per, if it was up to me, I would eat crunchy peanut butter. I have that creamy, yeah. Yeah? Just because like oh. um, of that diverticulosis and all that stuff. Oh, stuff. right, right. Like canned fruits and stuff are there. They've got like rows and rows of canned fruits, and it's yeah. like- What's that other place? Oh, 
um, Save Mart. Yeah, there's Save Mart. Yeah. yeah. Out in Trinity. Yeah. No, there's there's one in Pleasanton by oh, really? um, Home Depot. Yeah, 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 and... yeah. It's over by the uh, In and Out. And Bedmo. Uh, that's a really big store. That's like a smaller Costco. That's yeah, is it? I yeah, think it's it is. Yeah, it's, like a, yeah. it's like a party yeah. store that you can pick up lots of stuff. But I think there's a store like what you're saying that's out in Tracy. That, Tracy, uh huh. Like Winco or something like that. Winco, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan. I have a friend who always, like, she goes out to Tracy and, like, makes a trip of it. She's like, but I still saved a lot of money. <laughs> More than you. Well, Shopping yeah, at, man. like, re- uh, the school district. Oh our card that we were able to use. We didn't have Safeway or any other store or Costco. We were only able to go to Rayleigh's. It's so expensive wow. there. Yeah. And Rayleigh's, um, the grocers that like set the stuff up at Rayleigh's, they put like ice next to the charcoal and which is next to like the red <laughs> meat. It's, it's the most awkward thing. And in my head, it's like, who put this thing together? It just doesn't make any sense. You know, it's funny. One of my biggest pet peeves, seriously, is when they rearrange the grocery store. Yeah. Like, dude, oh, it was fine the way this was. Now you screwed up my whole process. They're just keeping you in there longer. Do <laughs> you ever go to, like, a, a store that's not your store? Like, Walmart, for instance. Like, yeah. I'll go to the Livermore Walmart, and I'm like, this is not my Walmart. I don't know where anything is. I've done that. To the, like, it's yours? Yeah. The, the Target over, um, over by the outlets. I'll go in there every once in a while, I'm like, Everything's different. It's all weird. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this store weird? Huh. So we're um, training for the half marathon here in Livermore. Mm-hmm. Roxanne's running the thing. Oh, he's going to show up and run it. Yeah. Are you going to run it? Or? I don't think so. No? Think so. What is it with you and running that? And I was thinking about doing Endeavor, by the way, too. So now's your opportunity. He, he to brought that up running. on the run. I think you should do it. Yeah? yeah. What's special about Endeavor that... Uh, you know, I was, I will say, well, prior to me crossing the finish line and seeing my wife and kids, that was the most special moment of the entire thing, absolutely hands down. Especially mine and Brian's process um, with the event and being so close to not finishing and then finishing. Uh, I mean, the whole spirit of the event um, was amazing. And honestly, the friendships and the training process leading up to it was was worth its weight in gold, 100%. I mean, just training with you guys, um, having those experiences, and honestly, seeing my body change to the place where it could compete in something like that on on a decent level, you know what I mean? How many miles is it? It ends up being like 35, 40. It depends on how the, much you get lost. It's just yeah. a bunch it's of miles. on how much you get lost. Uh-huh. Well, really, in, in, I mean, in, honestly. In like two days? Miss, it's a two-day event? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. we st- we started at four in the morning. Me and Brian started at four. We said all of, all of us started at four in the morning on Saturday, and we ended at like eleven fifteen on Sunday. Wow! But what she's saying is, you, you have these orienteering points, and it really just depends on how many extra points you're going to try to get, or how far apart your mandatory ones are. So you could have, you know, we I think Brian, not Brian, um, was it anyway? Their mandatory points were really close to each other, so they're. Nighttime O was easier to get than maybe somebody else's that were right. further apart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if with my thought, if that mine were closer together, it gave them the ability to get get well, extra ones. Yeah, so it just dep- it, it depends on how many points you're trying to get, how much you're trying to better your overall score. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Or if you're just trying, like our goal when I had done it was just to finish. Like we weren't going for whatever, although we were in the top two females for a, a little bit. That's cool. How cool would it be if we set up like a quarterly effort thing that said like, okay, first quarter of the year you're doing like planks and push-ups or planks and running. Second quarter of the year you're doing this or that. Or you have to walk these specific trails for this amount of time. It's almost like a geo find you could do on our own. Mm -hmm. And anybody that wants to join, it's like, it's a whole thing. But while you're doing it, you're playing a game and you're getting healthy and yeah. it's like a year long process. Yeah. Right? Well, and that's, and that's the thing. I mean, even some of the hiking that we've done, I mean, it's not just <clears throat> going on a walk. Who goes hiking? Well, I mean, anybody that was doing Endeavor, I mean, you need to be out on trails mm. with weight on your back. Okay. Consistently. Consistently. Gotcha. Okay. And not just a little backpack. I think I overpacked a lot. <laughs> this woman is so caring and so compassionate. She packed people. for everybody else. Absolutely. She did. <laughs> Absolutely. She did. Do you need an inflatable raft? She's got one. <laughs> <laughs> Microwave. She's got one. <laughs> you had an inflatable raft? You no, might need an inflatable not, raft? Not, no. <laughs> All of a sudden, no. I'm like, man, is there like white water in no, there? Like, I, I do on? the what ifs a lot. Like, what if so and so? I do the what ifs. Did you hear our last podcast? I did not listen. We to found it. out in the first podcast of the New Year's that she is just as insane as I am with her sleeping process. She only sleeps like four or five oh, hours. I already knew that. Oh, it's three hours, 40 minutes. Oh, my I goodness. Go I had no clue. I don't see how you guys function that way. I would not be a happy person at all. No. Like, I don't, it's not like I, like, oversleep, but I do not function the best emotionally yeah. <laughs> when I'm sleep deprived. Yeah. That light's really messing me up. Can you <laughs> yeah, see if I you know. can, like, actually press the button? I tried it, but. I'll try it. I don't know. Me and directions aren't very good. I don't like rules, Roxanne. Right? So. No. Story about Roxanne and her backpack. My backpack. We hiked. The, I can't ever say the name of the mountain. What? How you say it? I just say mountains to clouds. I don't. No, it was a cactus to clouds. Out of cactus mountain. to clouds, mountain to clouds. San Jacinto Mountain. Jacinto <laughs> oh, Mountain. Okay. I don't know. Anyways. In Palm Springs. 10,854 feet to the yeah. summit. You like intentionally went there or that was Oh yeah, that's yeah. part of the training for Dennis. Oh. That's where Dennis grew up. He loves taking us. Gotcha. Okay. Taking people on that hike. You start from the very bottom. You start at the desert, the desert floor at three in the morning with yeah. headlamps on. We have meltdowns, but we get through them. And then <sighs> this sounds like so much fun. I know this sounds like so much fun. You can share my meltdown. <laughs> so Roxanne always has to have a little meltdown yeah. to get it out of her system. It's usually yeah. in the first half hour. Yeah. So like we we're packed, no meltdown, ready to go, no meltdown. The minute we step foot on that trail. Roxanne has this little unicorn. I don't want to be a unicorn. We are not ready for this. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> Dennis, this is dumb. Why are we doing Why? this? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, we just started. <laughs> like, and then she decompresses. She got out of her system, and the rest was fine. But so the, 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 her pack story, though. So we got to the tram station. We camped that night, and then we we're going to hike the last two miles to the summit or whatever it was the next morning. Well, the packs were heavy. We'd been on our feet all day yesterday, so we told the girls, I was like, let's put your packs in the bushes, and we'll just come back and get them. And Miss Roxanne, I pulled her pack off her back to go put... Now, this is after eating food yeah. and drinking water for all day the day before. Super heavy. I'm like, what? 
do you have in here, are you harvesting wood? <laughs> like, seriously, it's bigger than everybody else's, and I don't know what she has got. Dennis is like, this is heavier than mine. Seriously. Wow. And he was carrying a, how many liters is that? Oh, I don't even he know. He bought a huge one just for, like, you know, just in case, yeah. you know, because there's no water on yeah. the trail. Like, you, there, there's this nothing. This is some, like, this is some backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Dennis, I'll we'll say things, this about Endeavor, a little asterisk. Whatever Dennis says, how much water you need and how much food you need, yeah. you could probably reduce that by 25%. Because oh, okay. this guy eats and drinks a lot. I carried all that water and started handing it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> all that endeavor, I was carrying around food for the whole time and ended up getting rid of a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, yeah, I do not eat like that guy does. Um, yeah, yeah, so my backpack was heavy. Oh my God. And I guarantee, if we were to unpack her backpack, yeah. there had been this much for her and all that rest of that stuff was in case somebody else needed it. That shows her heart. I really heart might do this. Yeah. You're not signed up yet. No. Oh, you guys should partner. Ooh. How fun would that be? It. Yes. How fun would that be? Oh. You know? Do you realize like the documentation and the and the audio and the just like, the... get that camera out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> You're not ready. I, we're not oh, ready. You can't have yeah. GoPros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah, it was. A... We talked about it while running, and I was like. I might actually do this. I was thinking that because last year I did the ride from San Francisco to LA. It's mm -hmm. 551 miles, but I don't want to do it again. And I asked Katie if she was doing it, and she said no. So part of me is like, all right, I'm, I'm like been. You want to challenge? No, honestly, I've been fiending for like a challenge, and but not like a challenge like the plank challenge. You want something? Yeah, that's like the plank isn't a plank challenge isn't even a challenge. And like mentally, I've challenged myself this year that I feel pretty confident, but I also know that I need like a. I'm on the barrier right now of like a, I need something that makes me feel really uncomfortable physically. And I don't want it to be a heights thing. I just want it to be like a, oh my gosh, what did I just do? This, this will do it. You know? It'll do it. Uh, you know, and that's. It's a pretty um, incredible journey. It, it, it really is. And I think that you two as a partnership would work really, really well together. I think that you guys could have a very strong chance at completing the race. And that's the thing about Endeavor, and this is when you look up, look at it for what it is, the percentage of people that do not finish that race. There's something to be said about that. Really? Like there is a high- There's a high percentage that don't finish? So what less, is it that they don't finish? Just, it's a difficult it, challenge. So many different things. Injury, injuries. mental, just breakdown, yeah. done. I mean, I mean, we, I pushed my partner, I'd say, okay, Couple more miles. Let's just do a couple. Let's do three more miles, mm -hmm. and then I changed it, being selfish to hours, because miles. Her thinking of miles seems so long. Like when you say ten miles, yeah. but if you say three hours, right. <laughs> you yeah. know you can push a little bit more. Yeah. My partner, um, she just was injured, and it was just it was done. We cried. We were upset. We both just were. Oh look, a time I cried. Um, I wanted to keep going. If I would have known that Nick was out, you don't know what's going on with other people. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like we, it looked like we were lost in the mountain for four hours. Like our little checker was right there. I had people messaging each other that didn't know each other on Facebook. Like my, the accounting lady, Jeannie, yeah. um, she was messaging somebody at Omni, like my friend Emma, like, hey, I don't know you, but I'm trying to check Roxanne. Is she okay? Wow. And we were stuck up there because they tell you, don't get your um, tracker wet, yeah. but it started raining. So I put a poncho on, 
say I had a poncho. And then it was a thin layered one, so I didn't think anything yeah. would, you know. But we were just stuck up there. I don't understand why those things don't work. Yeah, me yeah, either. That's a whole other thing. Um, but it's like, um, is it just a beacon? Yeah, it's basically a beacon. Yeah, and it's it just has, like tied on my back. They have they have it zip tied, and there's it shows you know for people tracking, but it also if you get into trouble, you, you can, can ring it, and they will send help. Gotcha. Yeah. To gotcha. you quickly. Yeah. So, so you're was, almost out there alone, but you're really never alone. There's other people. I I will say though, at nighttime though, you're alone. I, we, at the beginning when we did nighttime orienteering, like at the beginning we were with a whole bunch of people, but then after me and Brian split, I, dude, we didn't see anybody. Well, wow. Did you guys get any disagreements or like challenges where you had to? Me and me and Brian partnered very very well together, very well together because both of us have, you know, there was there was never a time where I was like, bro, you need to listen. You know what I mean? That you know, and even when it came down to us almost being done. I mean, even, I think he was more ready to tap maybe than I was, but the minute that I said no, he was like, you're right. And, and our whole story was that, you know, we had our two nighttime orienteering points were massively far from each other. The, fir uh, the first orienteering point, me and Brian messed up. We were, you know, because when they, they set you out at nighttime, now you've been on your feet all day, you've been competing, you still have your pack. Now it's dark, and you're going back to the same trail you went during the day, mm -hmm. which you already know what to expect. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know it's steep. It's you like, know you it's sh far. I should know this. You know it's far. So where our first our first mandatory orienteering point, because you have two of them, you have to find at least those two, otherwise you will, you'll disqualify. And they, it's an orienteering? So what it like, or like an orientation location? So or like it looks, it's, there's a piece of rebar about that tall. Okay. There's a reflector on there, okay, and then a card uh -huh. with a number and a punch. So when you find it, you have to write the number on your scorecard, and then you punch it so they know that you were oh, physically you were at Got the it. hole. Got not, it. You, you know, you, so you're not yeah. copying somebody's yeah. number. Yeah. And then the, each of the punches are like a different pattern. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So we we headed up the trail. There was like five teams, including Connie and Vanessa that were going up to this one mandatory point. Well, because there were so many people going, me and Brian didn't count steps. We weren't tracking how far we were going. Right. We just kind of followed the front people. And right. we overshot the markers by a long shot. Oh, wow. And to the point where everybody, we all kind of thought we knew where it was. We were up wow. there for almost two hours looking for this stinking thing in the middle of the dark woods. Wow. You know what I mean? And, and you have a map to try to find. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. you have a compass. But you're map. in the dark and the compass and yeah. everything else, and you're tired. And right, and this is where the Man. mental, the mental part of it comes in. And so we were looking for it, looking for it, looking for it, couldn't find it. The groups are starting to get together and saying, "This is baloney. We're going to protest," mm -hmm. because we had heard about Nick and Cabe. There was a their daytime orienteering point. I don't know if it was not where it should have been, or they had misread the map. Or I don't know what, but it took them over two hours or two hours or something to find it. So now everybody's thought is like, oh, it's one of those things they, they didn't put in the right place. It's mismarked. It's not labeled yeah. right. It's Endeavor's <laughs> fault, not our fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, and you're, you're exhausted, yeah, right? right? You're tired. So literally, I had cut the ridge. We had walked it. I'm like, I, but people are starting to meet, and I'm like, I don't want to rely on the protest, man. And me and this other guy, I'm like, dude, this thing's got to be here. And we hit the ridge and kept walking, kept walking, kept walking, kept walking, and we found it. Wow. Well, 
by that time, two hours had went by. We have to get, now, mine, <laughs> mine and Brian's whole thought was, we're gonna go find our two mandatory, go to bed down, get some sleep. So I didn't take any more caffeine, and so I was starting to bog down bad. Mm, so and, you were just like trying to get yeah, back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got our, our point, we bombed down the trail to go back up, and literally, you know, we were so tired, man. How long do you sleep for? As much as you can. We, when, when I did it, we maybe 20 minutes. Okay. And yeah. that was just closing my eyes and just like trying to just stay warm in my sleeping bag, but we didn't, we did not have time because yeah. it, you have to get to a certain point at a certain time. Yeah. So it's whatever, okay. how fast you're going basically. Right. If you're slow, like we, we kind of were slow because we just were like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Like, where are we going? And we did have those points where uh, daytime orienteering, we wasted a lot of time on that. I was, we agreed on our jobs and I was like, this is my job, trust me. And she's like, no, it's over here. And I'm like, no, it's not. And then sure enough, we get, to, I'm like, we got to a well, a water well. And I was like, I am the water well. So I turned my map and I'm like, okay, if I'm the water well and I need to go over here, how many steps? And I'm like, let me do my job. And sure enough, I'd like to just put this out there. I was right. Yeah. The trail we were supposed to go on in the beginning is the trail that we headed yeah. up on. <laughs> well, and that's and that's. But you waste, you know, you waste all this time. Yeah. So you got to really just be, like, if it's your job, it's okay to discuss it, but. Well, and it's the ability to recover from the bigger disagreement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Recovery well, is. You know, you have to, if if you get upset with you, you have to bring back around. You still have to compete. You yeah. Still yeah, have to yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, me and Brian, no more caffeine, bogged down. Walk it, and we didn't see, like a, it, the sleeping part too. Like in between the daytime and the nighttime, you do have time to get rest or go to sleep. If you are one of those types that can just lay your head down and go to sleep, yeah, right. yeah. I, yeah, am yeah, yeah. yeah. I am not one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm not one of those guys. So, <laughs> anyhow, we we hiked up the we were hiking up this four by four trail, and we're looking at the map. And Brian goes, "I think if we cut up the ski run, we'll cut the trail, and that should save us some time." Well, the time is ticking down, dude. And so we're looking up the, the ski run, and I, you couldn't, I mean, your, your, your headlamp would not go far enough to be able to tell if that was a cliff at the top. Yeah. Or if you're gonna be able to, because the last thing you wanna do is walk all the way up there, then it's a sheer cliff and you can't. Yeah. You'd have to come back down. So then we went around the corner and there was actually the ski run, the, the ski lift, ski lift. Okay. So we knew that went to the top. So we are walking in softer, just no energy, just trudge, 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 rest. Trudge, 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 rest. Trudge, trudge. Finally get to the top, and literally, time time is not standing still. It's ticking down. But now here comes the mental part of it. We're starting to rationalize. Okay, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it for us. Then you start thinking about a warm cabin, a shower, spaghetti, sleeping in a bed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like all those things sound freaking awesome. Yeah. At you that moment, I mean? when you were dirty. Moment. When you're you were tired, tired, you have a stupid pack on your back. You're eating burritos. the same food. I mean, oh, you're eating, yeah, when you're burritos. hiking, you're eating the same food yeah. over yeah. and over again yeah, because right. you want to just make sure. Like I made the mistake on that one hike. I had eggs. I don't ever have eggs, and I threw up five times on that hike. Oh wow! Yeah. Like I, I just kept puking. Yeah. Like it was just. Yeah. I don't think it was elevation. It was because I changed something. Yeah. I, I, 
I messed up. Yeah. And you have to just continue yeah. eating the same thing. So at that point, you're you're on your last day. Tomorrow you can eat whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we, me and Brian get to the top of the trail, and I'm ready to run, and his knees are shot, dude. And he's like, dude, this is as fast as I can go. I'm like, okay, we're gonna go, and we're gonna get as far as we can. And so we finally make it down the ridge, all the way down to our other, and our other point. And Brian comes, and he's like, dude, I, we're not gonna make it, man. I think I think this is it. And I look at the map. And so we're here, the highway is down here, bed down is up over here. Our only shot was to cut straight through the woods, which you're looking at the map and saying, okay, it doesn't look like there's any place that would be a cliff, but we don't know. Right. And so I told Brian, I said, well, let's just try to cut the woods and see where we end up. And if, we're, if we get DQ'd, let's let them tell us that we're DQ'd, not us DQ ourselves. And he goes, he thought about it for three seconds, he goes, you're right, let's go. Why would you be DQ'd? Because you're cutting off the trail, or no? Because because you, if you don't make it to bed down, by oh, by the time, time, it's a time yeah, yeah, by the time, yeah, your time is expired and you're done. That's kind of what happened with us. We um we we were going into nighttime orienteering and we were attempting, and then we were like, are we really going to be able to find points with her injury? You know, mm-hmm. by four a.m. getting to the lake that we needed to get to, right? And it just wasn't looking like that was going to happen. Yeah, mm. yeah. Man. But we made, but we made it. But you know, it was kind of a even mentally, us making it was like bittersweet. Like I had really thought we weren't gonna that was gonna be it. Like I didn't mm-hmm. even cutting the woods. I'm like, I don't know that we're gonna. It's, it's gonna happen. Incredible though that you guys were and, able to <laughs> yeah. push through. And then you know we made it, and then lay down and then you're cold you know well, I was cold I mean not that cold but I crammed down a peanut butter and jelly sandwich lay down felt like 15 minutes before they're like get up and then you got to go run another however far it was oh my goodness but it's a, it's amazing it's um, an amazing experience huh. I try, that's why I'm competing again this year yeah well, and I when is it you said September or the, first, the second weekend in opening same uh, second right second, second weekend, weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Opening um weekend. The advantage that we have is that we can go to Bear Valley. Yeah. That was our advantage because people that, come from different places where they don't uh, have yeah, that it's advantage. Lo- it's technically local. Yeah. So they have no idea like what they're doing, you yeah. know, like they don't they don't have that advantage to see the trails. So one of the reasons I did it was because there was this guy, Dave Edney, who um, ran from Fleet Feet. And he was just like this really nice guy and just did all this crazy stuff and he'd compete in this and compete in that and he competed in Endeavor. We'd always hear these stories. And um, he he had a heart attack at CrossFit. And they had this whole tribute where everybody was wearing Hawaiian shirts because he and his brother would compete and they'd wear Hawaiian shirts. So they wore the Hawaiian shirts. It wasn't this year, it was last year. And but that team won again this year. Yeah. He won again. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's this older man. And a I think they're guy. like he's in his probably late fifties. So this this guy, this guy that's in his late fifties, crossed the finish line this year. What they both him and his the, his nephew his nephew who's younger, but they crossed the finish line and he gets down on one knee and proposes to his girlfriend. Oh wow! They have been they have yeah. been together for so long. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dave and his brother would do it, and they're like. I think Dave was probably like maybe 60, yeah. something like that. So, 
pretty cool. That sounds exciting. Yeah. You should strongly consider it. Yeah. I have been since we went on the run. I haven't mentioned it to Jenny yet, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it is something. It's like when I seen you guys, or maybe you weren't there, but there was. I walked in at like five fifteen to the to the gym, and the whole the whole crew was there, kind of working out in the morning. Yeah. And I like looked around. And I was like, man, this is this is like I sort of feel like I'm supposed to be here. How did it? How was it for you guys who have younger kids and like your wives and how how did that work out? Because I often would think about that because there are a lot of night trips, overnight things, and couple day things. And well, Palm Springs is a yeah. couple days, you know, and the coordinating. The separate and all trips that. of They're training. All separate yeah. trips of training. Um, Money. <laughs> Money, I was able to keep the cost down because I used a really old pack. I didn't go buy a bunch of right, stuff. Right. I mean, really, the, the cost that I incurred besides the event itself was the house that we stayed at in Denver, which we only stayed for a night, so but whatever. And the trip down to Palm Springs, yeah. gas here and there. Not um, yeah. The waterproof pack. I mean, so I, my cost overall stayed down. But, you know, Tiffany um, is one of those type of women that is wants what I want. You know what I mean? Like she is, being that this is a physical thing and she knew what my drive and motivation was for doing it, she was completely on board. I did get checked by my daughter though. Absolutely did. Absolutely did. And it, 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 I'm, I'm glad it happened because, so we were getting up at 3.30 in the morning. I was, we'd be at the gym by four. We'd work out from 4 a.m. to 6.30, so I would do the Endeavor training, and then we would do a class, I would do the class, and by three o'clock, I was spent, mm. spent, and my patience with the kids was not there, you know what I mean, I was just, I got labeled as a napper from my kids, which I've never <laughs> been a napper, and you so napper. We, were, we were camping one time, well, in our motorhome up at, up at, uh, in Jackson, and Bryla was having an issue with her brother, and she was just being salty and just being irritable <laughs> with him, and she was just being in a bad mood. And I said, Bryla, you know what? I said, you cannot let your brother affect you that way. It's up to you. Your attitude determines your altitude. It's up to you whether you're gonna let this be something that ruins your whole day or not. And she sat, and she goes, you know what, Daddy? You're crabby all the time, too. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, oh, really? She goes, yeah, Mom says so, too. Ouch. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, does she? Yeah. She, goes, <laughs> she goes, yeah. On the mornings that you train for Endeavor, you're crabby. And I thought about it before I reacted, thank God. Yeah. And I thought about it, and I'm like, she's right. Mm -hmm. She's right. So from that point on, I was super conscious on, even if I was tired, boy, you better drink some coffee. <laughs> Pull, you know, because my kids need pull it you know together. Yeah. Pull like it seriously, like they, they're, you know, th that's the thing about Endeavor. It, your family is going along this training with you. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it yeah. takes commitment. It takes time. It takes time going out on these trails and doing all these different things to prepare yourself for this. And you know, I'm, you know, g going into the event, I'm like, are we overtrained? Like this seems like a lot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And absolutely, we're not overtrained. No. Now there's, there's things that I will, will eliminate this year and concentrate yeah. more. Yeah focused on some other things. But, but you don't know until you do it. Yeah. No. You know, and you have no idea. So, and that, and that was my one of my biggest motivators, honestly, was 
when we were bogged down and I was tired and me and Brian were moving slow, I'm like, so Riley had cheerleading that Saturday, so they hadn't seen me compete at all yet. They were coming up Saturday night and they were gonna be able to see me cross the finish line potentially on Sunday. And my whole thought was, if we disqualify, they're not gonna see me compete. I have to finish this race. And, and the crazy part is even well before the race even started, I mean months, the only thing that I ever envisioned about Endeavor mm -hmm. was the finish line. Right. Mm -hmm. I only envisioned, I didn't envision tapping out at any point. I yeah. envisioned that finish line. It wasn't something like that, I was willfully envisioning it. Just, right. That was the, the, the screenshot of my mind was the finish line. Right. So I knew in my mind, we had to finish this race and we were gonna finish this race. Right. If I had to carry Brian, yeah. if we had to do whatever it took to cloth, bite, and scratch to do it, what we ended up doing. You know what I mean? And so that in itself was, you know, such a pivotal time for me to see, to cross that finish line, to, to embrace my wife and kids, and I was sobbing like a baby. Aww. I'll show you the video after the whole thing so it'll make noise, but I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was it was absolutely amazing, and and they know the hard work, and and for me knowing that they have watched me sacrifice myself and time with them to to be selfish because I'm not you know you, I'm all about my wife and kids, and I you know it's hard for me to say okay I'm doing this for me. Yeah, right. um, it's insane how that happens. Like we went we went through it with the ride recently, but also like the different trainings, the marathons, or like I used to do century rides on bikes. Mm -hmm. And for that, that's like a five hour, six hour adventure every like Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. And you're doing morning rides and night rides. And so you're out of the house a lot. Yeah. 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 A lot. And they take on a lot. With a lot of, yeah. with any kind of training, you're, yeah. you're putting in this time. And mm -hmm. so I always wondered how it affected the family. Yeah. You know, cause even though I don't have my own children, I have this thing with my mom where I take the kids every other weekend and that was hard for her because I was like, well, for the next three months, can't do it, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and then I felt that, you know, the guilt and all of that, so. Yeah. So how will you, will you be able to do it if I decided I would do it? I'll think and about would you, it. And would you decide to partner? <laughs> She's not going to commit with <laughs> the whole <laughs> wide not, world of accountability. I'm <laughs> not committing. I'm just saying, it. would you think about well, it and, well, and go through it? Well, we can talk about it after. After the podcast, <laughs> we'll talk about it after. Well, we'll put in some um, pros and cons and issues and non-issues. So yeah, we'll, we'll think about that. I think that'd be pretty cool. And if not that, then something else. I don't know. Maybe I'll jump out of a plane, or that's not a lot of training, though. That's not uh, a lot of training, though. <laughs> yeah. I just I, I you need you my need drive. a drive. I you need, need something. that thing that like yeah, that, that bigger goal. That's mm -hmm. like, hey man. You may not make this thing so that I can get in my head and go, okay. Because the stuff that I'm doing right now and the announcements we're making and everything else. This but like is business. the stuff that this you're is, doing, how business. are you gonna like manage all of that? You're gonna be like traveling and I'm doing it right now. I mean I'm traveling Tuesday through Friday, Tuesday through Thursday, coming so back just, in town. Yeah, that's true. Sam rode a bike to LA. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And I Maybe have I need my trainings at like twelve PM or something. Maybe. I mean twelve AM. And who else would you train with that but me? <laughs> you know what? We're talking about this later. Let's move on to something else. What's our other topic? Awesome. Let's think about something else. Podcast while you're training. <laughs> the pod yeah, you're podcasting while you're training. You'd be documenting um, everything and be like, get that out of my face. You'd have to be really prepared for meltdowns. Yeah. I, I mean, so the stuff that I do, literally the stuff that I leave online, I was cooking breakfast this morning. I was thinking something that I say to people is that like, 
when they ask me what I do, sometimes I say, yeah, you know, I also do this documentation of digital legacy. I leave like 95% of my life out there, right? Um, the reality is it's like 95% of a certain portion of my life that's out there, yeah, right? Yeah. There's not so much 95%, but it's more like, it's more of the parts that I really, really want to be out there that I think that people will enjoy yeah. or like want, that I really want to document. But the coolest part about everything that I've been doing is that my levels of vulnerability and authenticity have gotten to a heightened sense, like where I'm okay, even while I'm cooking breakfast, just turning on the camera and talking to whoever's there. Yeah. And like just talking about things that I don't even know where my brain's gonna go with it. It just goes. Why do you think it's so important? Like why, because you, you've been posting a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, it's gonna get more too. Okay. We're only just beginning. Be prepared. Yeah. You why do I think that's important? That you can shut them off too. Yeah, you <laughs> just can, can denotify me. Um, <laughs> why do I think it's important? I think it's important because um, there are things that all of us, all of us can learn from by just seeing the person out there and just trying it. Like the very fact that this Plank Challenge, Plank Work Challenge 2019, like the very fact that that's out there and doing that, it's cool, yeah. But I posted out there the other day saying like, did you do your Plank Challenge today? Are you still with me? Are you still yeah. there? It's like a hello. And the reason why I did that was because two years ago I created this thing called Idea to Launch in 366 Days. You guys weren't around for that, but what it was was it was a idea that I had that had started in 2015 and I chose January 1st, 2016 to do it. Yeah. And that was the first day of the post. And I said, this year I'm going to open up the Haas Business Center. It was a place called Helping Others Succeed. And it was a place similar to this space like Giraffe Space, but it was for working women. Oh. It was for women that would come in and they'd say, I need to, you know, I need to have a conference meeting real quick with a client, but can I take the kids over there to the hourly daycare service? And I was like, sure, take them. Like, it, I had a board set up, like we were meeting once a month. Um, I had some locations we were looking at. I was oh. looking at funding. And every day I would post, I would make a video first thing in the morning. And it was me standing in the kitchen going, hey everybody, it's Kev Hempel with the Haas Business Center, idea to launch in 366. Hey everybody, it's Kev Hempel with the Haas Business Center, idea launching 352. I went 50 something days making these videos. So what happened? What ended up happening was, um, it was a lot harder than I originally thought. Mm. It was a lot harder to get others that were originally saying that they were inspired to do it and they wanted to walk along with me. Right. One by one, they started to drop off. So really what happened was the golden donut of excitement actually disappeared within like 30 or 40 days. And then what happened was I launched a website on it, did a bunch of stuff, and then things started to get a little squirrely. And then I looked at it amongst the big picture and I said, is this really what I want to do the rest of the year? Yeah. And then I looked at it and went, no, I'm not no. going to be recording videos. So I stopped all those videos. But I have all those still in private mode. Like oh, I have cool. over like 50, 60 videos that nobody's ever seen that are out there. And so what I've discovered in life is that when you want to do something, it has to be like, it can be a little small thing, but to really move your mindset and to really change, it's got to be a massive shift of something. It just, it's, it's got to be a massive shift to really change the person that you are. Yeah. And I've seen it more recently with choosing sobriety and then choosing working out and then eating better and doing all these things. But and it's, reading the Bible. And reading the Bible, right? However... It is a lot easier when you do it with people that 
are just as motivated or really can help you motivate. If it's just you, your idea standing alone, really tough. Yeah. And it's t and that's the same thing with starting a business. It's the same thing with 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 wanting to have a relationship like life is easy, but it's really tough. And to see people like the companies that are growing and now, you know, in our lives and see if you think of every single company that's ever made it and is still around, holy smokes. There's there's something to be said about the the loss and the wins that they had. And I think sharing that in the world as a simple person, my loss and wins, think about all the people that I've inspired to do whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah. I get messages like that every day. And even if you guys weren't inspired by it or motivated, my kids are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My great grandkids will be. They're going to be like, dude, grandpa was insane. Yeah. That dude was insane. Look at all this documentation and content creation, all the stuff that he had. Wait, he spoke on a stage in front of 500 people? And wait, he, he used to leave mom and, and, the, and you know, dad to like, go to another part of the state to like manage other companies like yeah who does that i don't yeah. live a traditional life or a, a mediocre life no yeah. way it's not for me yeah it's not for me if I i'm sitting on a couch cool, if i'm sitting on a couch it's because i want to put something recorded on and i want to create content and i want to put it out there will i watch netflix yes but will i watch netflix with somebody else while i'm tied to somebody else on a global scale of course yeah why not so you mentioned social media. What are your thoughts on what well, you, you had mentioned? Um, you were liking earlier. social and fitness. Yeah. Well, that's you know, <clears throat> even being inspired by you and and you doing this podcast. You know, it's just the world is watching. The world is watching, and not like I feel like I'm something special or I'm set apart from anything, but I know the life that I lived. And I know that what transparency will bring to people, mm -hmm. and I know the audience that can be reached via those platforms, right? And being that it's something that I'm comfortable with, and you know, I'm not um, one that doesn't understand the power of social media. There's such a such an asterisk around social media these days about yeah. it being too much of a distraction, or but the reality is it's here. You know what I mean? And there's power in it, and there's people to be reached, and people that are watching but not liking, watching but not commenting. Mm -hmm. And to have to be able to impact those people on a positive level, you know what I mean, to, to share, and, and, that's, and that's even before being recorded or being anything. I live my life from a transparent place. That's the only, not the only, one of the only ways that I've been able to maintain the sobriety that I've had and live the life that I've had is to say, look, this is where I came from, this is how I do it, this is what works for me, and I will tell anybody anything about my life at any given moment. There's no filter in me, there's nothing that I'm scared of or embarrassed about, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. that, to, to be able to figure out a way to use those types of platforms to be able to influence and better the world and maybe get somebody to pull out of a place that they're in that they don't necessarily want to be in anymore, mm -hmm. or change an aspect of their life right. that they, they don't like about themselves, because trust me, I was a very broken individual, you know what I mean? And by, by the grace of God, he came in and was able to, to put this little broken man back together and say, this is the way that you were supposed to be together at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But I allowed you to be broken in these different areas to be put back together with these yeah. experiences that are gluing this broken man together 
and now I want you to go touch my people. You Have you know. always been open about your story, or did it take time, like over time, to tie your story with? Because you said you're not embarrassed by it, or anything which, like that. Which so, part of it are you referring mm, to? Like sobriety and oh, and the always transparent about this. Just the history of Justin, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even even my abuse as a kid, I've shared mm-hmm. without you know, but 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 there's been there's been layers of that because. Of course, my whole life, like in the the crazy part is, and I was just talking to Natasha about this. You know, my whole life, I was like, you know, in the wake of what had happened to me, I said my life was better because of it. But because I had something so powerfully spoken over me, and my life was better because of it, I minimized the pain of it. I minimized that mm. I was traumatized. I minimized that. This has affected me to the core of my being. And then when this stuff got brought back up, and I realized that, wait a minute, my life maybe wasn't better. There's healing that needs to happen. You know what I mean? Was it healing you didn't even know you needed healing? Yes, absolutely. Yep, it was. That's usually a discovery that happens once you start talking about it and moving along, and then all of a sudden there's... yeah. You have those discoveries. Yeah. You know, it's it's conversations like with you and with other people. I think Dennis and I have had conversations, and I discover that kind of stuff too about my past. And yeah. I'm like, whoa, yeah. didn't know that stung very much. You know. Yeah, and social social is a place that you can go to. Like it, I'm seeing it less and less now of people hating on social media and talking about it in the way that I used to see it. Yeah. Because um, I've been on social for so long. Uh, but social media is a place that you can actually change the world and you can do it from the palm of your hands like yeah. that's the big, that's the craziest thing in that and, and if, if people really think like what is it exactly and what has ever come out that we've had this amount of opportunity to change the world and make something of ourselves mm-hmm. or feel successful or be successful or, or inspire somebody to do something. Yeah. There's never been a time or place other than when the internet came out and now social's the platform to be able to yeah. use it as. Like when I chose sobriety and I put it out there, I created something and lots of people didn't know what it was. And then I said, that's actually about alcohol and I'm choosing sobriety. And then Dennis had reached out and said talk to Justin and then Justin and I reached out and we sat down and I learned a whole bunch of stuff and he was like yeah man you're gonna get a pink puffy cloud watch out for the 30 days so then I hit the 30 (laughs) days and I was like where'd that cloud come from and then 60 days where that you know what's going on here and then a friend of mine stopped over because I posted something on social and said I'm a doctor and you should watch out for this this and this and I looked at him and I said I just want something to tell myself so that when I'm not hungry like at nighttime and I'm eating because I'm a habitual eater emotionally, what do I say to myself? And he goes, Kev, you know what? It's okay to go to bed hungry sometimes. And I went, oh, that's a good one. So now over the past weeks since I've had, prob- you know, once in a while I have problems going to bed and I'm like, man, I want some food. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's okay to go to bed hungry. Yeah. And I go to bed hungry. And it just breaks the cycle. And all that was because of social. Yeah. Like, Everything, almost, 
I'm comfortable saying like 98% of my life and what's happening to me right now is, is because of social media. Yeah. The job that I have, I got hired because the boss and the owner of the company and all the team members watch me on social media. The, the gym that I'm at, Omni, I'm at because of social media. Because Jody reached out last year and was like, you guys should really try this gym. And he talked my wife into it and my wife bought it. And I looked online and found that. Mm-hmm. The food, the places that I shop at, because of social media. Yeah. Like, the fact that this is here is because of social and friends and yeah. things that we is do. Is Yoshi Outlet on social media? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I yeah, 98% of my life exists because of that. The speaking events, the things that I do, the business that I own, the well, food tour I guess that I have. the way we've all met is Social. social. We even met at a social media meeting. <laughs> so tell me, tell me that social media is not good. The guy that was on the Shark Tank that I helped with his company and his app and all that stuff was the first guy that made me recognize that I can build a deep relationship with people without ever physically meeting him first in the first yeah. place. I knew him for a year without ever physically meeting him. Yeah. And when I flew out to meet him, high fives, huge hugs, hugs and kisses, and he looks at me and goes, "How's Jenny doing?" How's Lenny doing? How's Malia? Yeah. He already knew me. We already knew each other. We literally looked at each other and went, this is weird. Like well, that's that. what Rebecca said, how she had clients that were like, or not clients, people she had to work with, like yeah. all these different In Texas places. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. In Texas. And she's like, we had like a like a phone and, and social media yeah. like relationship and never physically met. Yeah. So and imagine like friends what for like you could years. do. Imagine what you could do, especially you, just by putting your information out there or just putting yourself, your story out there and going, I'm going to start from day one. This is Justin. This is how it goes. I don't really know where it's going to go, but here's where I'm at. And that idea just builds on top of another. And if you like podcasting, why haven't you started that? I don't know. It's a great question, Kevin. Why haven't I? Do it. It's pretty easy. Um, Download an app. Your goal setting, do you feel like... Do you have a huge list or a small list? It's just the framework Track. of making the list. Got it. We haven't gotten into the list part of it yet. Sounds exciting. It is exciting. You know, and that's the thing. That's why I'm extremely blessed to have a wife that is on board with this type of thing. I mean, there's, I mean she wants this just as bad as I do um, as far as plan, not planning out her life, but making these tangible goals and even understanding what it will cost us if we don't achieve the goals. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. those, those are big questions. Like, I mean, that's not something that you would typically, as a, you know, New Year's resolution would, okay, you'd set a New Year's resolution, I'm gonna do this, a month goes by, you haven't done it, and you forget about it, and then you wait for the next year to do it again. Mm-hmm. But when you start to ask questions like, what will it cost me if I don't achieve this goal? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you can literally, I mean, life goes by so fast, you can, and I've experienced this in my life where, like, when am I gonna do it? Like, hmm. why? You know, this time is went by, and this time is went by, and I wanna do it, and it's, I really do wanna do it, but I just can't set aside the time to make it. Right. But when you start to lay out a goal that is tangible, and you cost and effect, like, this will, this is what my life will look like if I don't achieve it. This will look like if I do Sure. And knowing both of those things, and that's, you know, with back to the whole social media thing is, you know, when you operate from a place of authenticity, you know, it's, it's how many times have you ran into somebody in a store and you have this very deep conversation and you get to this place and the person says, man, I've 
feel like I was meant to run into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the social media, it's like blasting to so many people mm-hmm. that you don't have to randomly run into them in the store. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's right. the, it, the, the, the reach is so big. It's a click uh, of a button. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you watched the documentary about Avicii? No. The EDM DJ or whatever? Uh-huh. It just released it on Netflix. I watched it this weekend. Incredible story. Within eight years, he went from basically sitting around his room to the biggest like DJ ever. And then he, I think he committed suicide this past year. But within eight years, he did it. And they showed his climb and they showed the backstory and everything that was happening. And literally, like over the past year, he retired. He got out of it and just started to pull back from everything. Mm. The reason why he did it that, he said, was because of the social anxiety he was getting while being on stage. It was literally making him feel sick, wanting to get, like, knowing that he was going to have to do a show. Wow. And it wasn't because he didn't love it while he was doing it. It was because it just made him, give him anxiety to think he, the pressure was there. And he had said, I could have stopped. I could have just said, I'm going to take some time off. But instead, instead, I just went, I'm done. So he literally went from in a room to the biggest star ever within eight years. And then a year and a half later, star burns out and he's gone. But his music lives on and the millions of people that he touched lives on. Everything lives on and the artistry in that realm lives on. That's but he just took step by step by and they it was a beautiful documentary about him, his story and who he was and how he got there. Mm-hmm. And the drive and the people that he hung out with and the people that cared about him a lot and how authentic he was just as a person. And he ended up committing suicide. I think so, yeah. yeah. Sad. They didn't they didn't say at the end and I didn't Google it or whatever, but I remember Laney going, Didn't he die this year? But um, but yeah, but they showed his social anxiety that he had that was stopping him. Like even right before a show, he was cool. Everything talking, all of a sudden he was like, I gotta get out there. And then within minutes he gets out there and he's he's got the whole crowd like just engaged. at the pump, engaged. Yeah. The you know what's crazy? Even thinking about even my own experiences with having to speak, like once you're speaking, it's fine. Yeah. It's that little bit of time what right before that your mind gets so consumed with fear and anxiety like why it's chemicals that rush into your brain it's like the thing it's just something that does it which is a tactic and a strategy that i've discovered over the years i I haven't always been this person that you see who i am right now or that you know of me i used to be an asshole really big asshole yeah and then you rewired yourself (laughs) yeah it was a i call it a rewire because i just started to one by one just take next step take next step but one of the tactics i used was as soon as I felt that, like, I don't know about that, I either said, it's done, I'm not doing it, or I just got to move past it yeah. quickly. Like, I use a tactic in my head and strategy where if, it, if, I, if I'm dwelling on it for, like, more than 30 minutes to an hour or two hours, I need to remove it. Like, I'm, no. And some would say that's a negative because some are like, yeah, but what if it was going to be the best thing? I'm like, yeah, but what if, what if it was? If it is, it'll come back. Yeah, it'll come back. It'll be there. It'll yeah. be fine. But the things that I have really went, like, I'm just gonna move past it and go because I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I do it, and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I just, I like, best thing ever. And the more wild, I was telling Katie this morning in a text message. I said, you know, I'm starting to discover the more wild of the decisions I make in life, the cooler it's getting. <laughs> the really cooler it's getting. Like, it's, 
I told Jenny this morning as I was getting out of the shower, I said, do you realize at least once a day I ask myself, what is on the outside of this universe? And she's all, what? <laughs> and I'm all, I, at least once a day. I would love to be in Jenny's brain <laughs> one day because to I hear can, my conversation. No, to hear her her reaction to things. Those are her I, reactions. I just told you. She's literally. No, like, I know, what are but you I know about? there's more. Yeah, she's, <laughs> what are you talking about? She's like, I'm just making a match. What? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about now, Kevin? I. That's where my brain goes. Yeah, and, why are and, we putting Velcro on the ceiling? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it has something to do with like my my uh, introverted personality. I, I, I know I come off as an extrovert, but I'm really introverted on stuff. I don't. I have difficulties having conversations like about small talk. Mm. Like, how's the weather today? Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> That's funny. Is it raining today? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's the small talk that gets me, but it's the deep conversations like we have with you know you and, and the endless hours of conversations you and I have that I thrive for. I like if I could do this all the time, I would. I would sit one at one by one by one. By do you one. find interest in people's stories? Yes, it's, you know it's funny that yeah, I was didn't bring this up before, and I we got on to something else. Um, that happens. But I was listening. Wow to Caleb, I think it was, and they shared the story that this guy was in a coffee shop and said, if you will hear my story, I will buy you a cup of coffee. And he sat there and not one person came. Wow. So he sat there and he thought about it. And the next day he goes back and says, if you will share your story with me, I will buy you a cup of coffee. He had a line out the door. I mean, people after people after people. Who was this? I, they just, just a guy. I, oh, just, just a guy. guy. Yeah. Because he lent an ear. Yeah. And he lent an opportunity for others to share their story. Yeah. A social project. Well, and when you think about it, too, I mean, even living in a place like the barrier where thing is so rapid fire, mm -hmm. like not, even, even when my son will say thank you or you'll hold a door for somebody or you call them by their name at a cash register. It's like they're like, did you say thank you? And you call me by my name? Yeah. Like it's such a foreign thing that should not be foreign at all. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like people want to be cared about and they want to be heard and mm -hmm. we all have a story. We all have a story. It's so funny because um, we all have a couple stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we have the first story and then the actual story and then I'll go to yeah. Costco and there's Charles who's always there and then there's um, uh, Leslie and just different people, right? And I'll share a story at work about something that they said. They're like, who are these people? And I'm like, Costco. They're like, you like have friends there? I was like, yeah. Um, Charles just told me about the sale at Sanctuary like on Wednesday nights. And That's awesome. It's, it's a special like, person that when, starts those types of conversations. And when you yeah. just like say their name, they're just like, whoa, you're, you know, especially in customer service, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. So no, I always know, like I always go to check stand four at Safeway. I know at work where you can only go to Safeway and Rayleigh. So, huh. oh. well, I am excited to see 
your next steps and goals. Me too. I know nothing about your goals, but me too. Just Yay! be careful. Just be careful about getting stuck about them. You know. No, that's it's good. Well. Some good quotes that say like, you know, if you've uh, if you're not embarrassed at, if you're not embarrassed by the first product that you've submitted out, you've yeah. submitted out too late. Yeah. And then don't don't strive for perfection on it. Um, just strive for good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Good enough. Well, and that's and that's just it. You know, I've spent too many parts of my life feeling like I was quote unquote lazy or not worthy, but I know those are both lies. You know what I mean? And to to be able to say that I've grown to that place of mm-hmm. of really knowing that that I'm deemed worthy and deemed of everything this life has to offer, and that's the thing. I mean, we don't have to settle. I mean, right. this life is so abundant, and there's so much for us to grab onto and reach and touch and feel and Create. do and create mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that we don't have to settle anymore. We absolutely do not have to settle for what was spoken over to us when we were a little kid or what would happen to us when we were a teenager or what decision we made when we were a, a young drunk adult or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, we can be rewired. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. If you're not happy, change. Mm-hmm. Change. There's enough resources, enough people around you and that's, that's the, the, the beauty of what's going on right now and where the stage is being set for 2019 is I think people are starting to understand, look, I don't have to just be, I don't just have to exist and just try to get to the next day and just get to the next day and just get to the next day. It's evolution and it's change and it's growth and it's happiness and it's love and it's to be able to impact. Absolutely. I love that. I like I having them on the podcast. Me too. I like being around them. I like being around you, Justin. All right. I like the, the, the process. It's my second interview. <laughs> interview. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, it's pretty cool. It's. I think you're right, though. It's people are people are reflecting and mindset changing and rewiring all that good stuff. Yeah, and I think they can. That that's. I've said it for the past couple of years that we have the right people, we have the right things, and the right energy within this Tri Valley area to really make it a difference. Yeah. And 2019, we're gonna we're pursuing forward towards that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anybody that wants to get on the train is welcome to get on the train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you really don't want to let 2019 go by and then go, darn it, I need to start up again because, as far as change and people go in this area, this is the most amount of people I've ever seen and felt and been around. Where you can actually like move together. Yeah. Yeah. Like I it's agree. not just a small little team. This no, is like an army of people. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. That's I agree. cool. Come on again? Yes, man. Awesome. Yay. You wanna give a formal shout out to anybody who wants to come out and tell their story with anything that they should watch out for or feel comfortable about or just just formal. do it. To bring on to the podcast? Yeah. You don't have to call anybody out, but just give somebody a reason why they'd want to come on and how really hard is it? Is it's it really hard? It's absolutely not hard, and it's absolutely, I think, for anybody that even has an inkling of interest, just to come down and just have a conversation. Just have a conversation and see where and what comes out of you. You know what I mean? And, and after hiking with Natasha, she'd be another good one to have back on here, man. Yeah. She, she's got so much depth to her and so much intuition, and she... Talk about somebody that's striving to grow and change and and evolve. She she's one. So that's awesome. Natasha Wong. Maybe we'll start having um, some people that just come and watch and just yeah. sit while we're doing the yeah. podcast. Yeah. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah, totally. So that it's not just us. 
Mm -hmm. yeah. We have an audience. The fringe. <laughs> it can be the fringe. We have the audience. <laughs> okay, you guys are almost ready to come on. Here's what happens when we're just sitting on this couch in front of the cameras and there's a big, a big mic in front of you. Like, you know? If yeah, you, I mean, there are people it. who will message and be like, what's this podcast thing about? Like, I've gotten text messages and this and that and people I see every day. And I'm like, just come on and... I there's a reason why they're asking. Yeah. Right? They're just not asking that next step, which I'm hoping the video is going to make a difference for them that they can, like, see it and go, oh, it's yeah. really not that difficult. Like, yeah. Literally, this is not that tough. No. All we're doing is just sitting and talking. Yeah, on a couch with a brown pillow. Yeah. And then straight pillows. Yeah, so we have to figure out some with the lights and the here and here. So yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right, everybody, that's it. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Justin. Roxanne, Thank as you. always, thanks for putting this together. And uh, once again, you can find us at the Digital Legacy Podcast um, on Facebook, Instagram, and you could find Roxanne on social and Justin on social, and you know where to find me. Um, and if you're hearing this between now and Thursday, this week, which is going to be the 10th, be prepared because on the 11th, we're making a huge uh, announcement for the rest of the year with KevinApple.com. And we're going to talk about a cool event that we're having in June. Um, Do I know about the 11th? The 11th is a relaunch of a, the website, but it's actually like launching new services gotcha. that are happening. Gotcha. And essentially, I've chosen three um, nonprofit organizations in California to um, give all the funds that are received from any services uh, that I do from KevinApple.com. So the podcasting, the video production, the deep diving with client relations, all that. Um, I'm no longer receiving funds from any of that. And now it's going to all go to the nonprofit organizations for the year. And so, yeah, so we're going to do some major fundraising. We're going to be doing some traveling this year, like 10 speaking events, um, some locally, some in California, some nationally. Uh, and then I've, Got a couple clients, big hitters that are moving some product and stuff that we're gonna help out. So, all that'll come announcement. It'll, it's there's just so much stuff, so much stuff. So much. That's it. But thanks. We got a lot of work. To yeah, do. we got a lot of work to do. All and right. we gotta make some t-shirts or something or something. We gotta do something. Or we have to. A throw blanket. That's <laughs> uh, a podcast throw blanket for those Roxanne, that are cold. Podcast throw blanket. <laughs> yeah, when you come on the show, you get a you get a throw blanket. So we've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be interesting. That's genius. Be I like that. To have a throw blanket says we have a lot of work to do. Huh? Yeah, you're gonna be comfortable. You're looking down, saying I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> a lot of work. To do. 2019. Yeah, we yeah. got a lot of work to yeah, do. Yeah, and on the inside it says tell me more. That's all. <laughs> tell me more. All right, cats. See you later. Bye. Now we have to shut this video down. I need a remote control. Say bye. Bye. -bye. Yeah. Um. Cool beans.